This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Another game, another win, another gold fest. Not only a Ripstreet's Town competing, not only a Ripstreet's Town in the top half, not only... Ipswich Town in the top six. Ipswich Town have reached international break number three, joint top of the championship. God damn it. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Dave, whatever happens from now on, I think we need to take stock now because for two weeks, this is frozen in time. We know the parachute teams are coming. We get it. They're all playing well. But this is now, well, nobody in the championship in the last 10 years, that is 240 teams. Well, take Leicester out because they're equal. But nobody has scored more points than this team at the moment. Before we get into this, just reflect on the peak of Ipswich Town during the Blue Monday podcast era, which is right now. Yeah, it's got, well, not got to be, it is, isn't it? It's just just unprecedented, isn't it? It really is just the, you know, the, the longevity of this of this run, this great start to the season is just, just incredible. And it's just built, as we said, me and Rich said the other night, it's built on, sound fundamentals and an absolutely brilliant brilliant team spirit which is obviously obviously second to none and i think yesterday was uh was another was another case in point there you know um just incredible as as we all keep saying just you know enjoy it while it's last we all know the games we've got coming up in december but you rather you'd rather be um you'd rather be nine points ahead than um, than chasing it with those games coming up so yeah just enjoy it I said on a piece today, Joe, for Ipswich to be within eight points of Leeds and Southampton would be impressive. Yeah. For Ipswich to be eight points ahead of Leeds and Southampton is extraordinary where we've where we've got to now. Well, yeah, because you look at this sort of the last international break when that came and we were I think we were nine points ahead at that point, weren't we? And there's this whole thing Leeds are sort of saying, Oh, we're coming for Ipswich now. We've had this brilliant period, we're flying. It's like 
You've gained one point in five games. It's... Can I just give you a quick stat, Joe, before you continue? Last eight games, Leicester, 18 points. Leeds, 18 points. Ipswich, 18 points. Wow. Southampton, 20 points. So if there's any gaps, it's wow. Southampton have taken two out of everybody in the last eight games. Continue, Joe. Yeah, and you listen to that and you see oh, Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough are now coming. So we've just got so... Well, we're just building ourselves such a cushion, aren't we, at the moment that when you when you when you start doing the sums for what points are needed, it's well, it's, it's crazy, really, isn't it? And well, you, if you can't enjoy this, you're not going to enjoy anything. We we don't we just need to be good from here on out, don't we? We're going to be right up there, hundred <clears throat> percent. Right, that's the big picture. We'll get into the minutiae. Welcome everybody to the Blue Monday podcast as ever. Thank you, everybody. Loads of you in the chat. It's moving beautifully. Have your say during the show we're here live every sunday at 8 p.m we love to hear from you we'll put as many up as we can during the show and we'll do some full on q a if you are listening after the fact if you're proper old school we love you just as much maybe even more no we don't dave we love them exactly the same amount down to the right percent um fantastic great um thank you for tuning in and let's get into ipswich three swansea two um, I had my um, little fan hub app up, Joe, and I got nine out of 11. I got Brandon Williams wrong and I got Massimo Luongo wrong. So here is your team. Plaggy in goal. No Williams at right back again. Clark and Davis are the fullbacks. Burgess Wolfenden, Morsi and Jack Taylor. And Dave is going to get to say Thunder Bastard in about 10 minutes, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, Amari Hutchison, Connor Chaplin, Nathan Broadhead, praise the Lord, is back. And George Hurst up top. Your thoughts on the last 11 before the two-week break, Joe? Yeah, I was, I was quite happy with the team. Um, I think Jack Taylor has been banging on the door for the his last few substitute appearances. Each time he's come on, he's done well. It wasn't just a goal at Rotherham. He seems to be, he seems to know what he's going to do now, where... When he came into that Southampton game, he still looked a little bit not quite where he needed to be with regards to how we play, where every game he's played, he seems to have improved from there. And like I say, you don't spend one and a half million pounds on playing him a three or four year contract in the summer to, to to not play them, do you? And he's now sort of worked his way into team. Massimo Luongo is maybe looked a little bit leggy in the last couple of games. And we also know, like Cameron Burgess, with regards to... Axel Two and Zavi playing against Rotherham on Tuesday, and he said it's because we're going to be without Burgess for January. Well, he we know we're going to be, Joe, wasn't he? He was, yeah. <laughs> and but it means we're going to have to be without Luongo for January as well. So we need to make sure that Taylor is up to speed to cover that period. And no, it was it was great to see him in there, and that was sort of the main takeaway really from it, wasn't it? What's your What's your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, I think I agree. I agree largely with Joe there. Um, me and Rich sort of. Um, said after the Rotherham game that yeah we thought one or two players looked a bit bit leggy that night but it may just have been the you know trip up there conditions etc but um yeah and certainly Taylor was one that we thought might well come in for for Luongo and um and yeah we approved right um it was a bit of a bit of an odd one Brandon Williams was on the bench the other night but we understand he's still under the weather so he obviously didn't appear in the squad yesterday so yeah Clark I didn't think did badly the other night um quite rightly kept the kept the right back um kept the right back slot um the boys were rightly well joe you're on the show weren't you rightly full of praise for mike duff and the work he did with barnsley really good opponent for us or against us i'm 
no, we beat him handily in that in that massive game. But um, a lot of respect rightly shown. And this is his Swansea team. Um, Rushworth, did we come up against him for Lincoln last city? Is that right? Yeah, they, was he there? They, he had a he had a really good game at Lincoln against us where we drew. That's right. Yeah, yeah. One um, Timon and Ashby are the fullbacks. Darling and Humphreys. Uh, Ashby was on loan from Newcastle. Humphreys from Chelsea. A couple of Premier League loanies there, and a very expensive centre back in Darling, who we came up against for MK in League One. Grimes is always good, isn't he? Fulton. Timon was a couple of million at the other fullback position. I know. Well, wasn't he? I, that surprised me actually because wow. um, he wasn't a first teamer at Stoke, was he? Um, Fulton comes in for Patino. Um, who was suspended, which we thought was good news until minute number whatever it was, and he scored. Um, Cullen Patterson, who we've come up against many times, I think he might have scored in that. Do you remember that mega collapse under Paul Lambert against Bristol City? He might have scored in in that way. We were leading and lost 3-2. And yeah, anyway, erase that from your brain. Better times, Dave. Uh, Jamal Lowe and Jerry Yates. And Dave, this is where I just love this team so much because on paper before the season, if you'd have offered me a load of those Swansea players and I could swap them and put them in, I'm putting a few of them in. I'm not yeah. now, but um, decent decent championship players, aren't they? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think we were kind of linked with Yates or have been linked with Yates, whether it be over the summer or certainly windows before that. Um, Grimes are always like, Grimes a quality player and he's lovely, lovely, lovely footballer. And you say, darling, at the back, expensive signing. Um, certainly didn't realise they paid that for that time and he, he didn't, really think he was up to much at all. he was but... an under-21 rep um, once, Dave, wasn't he? Was he really? Honestly? Never really followed it through, has he? No, no. Um, but yeah, as, as 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 was mentioned on the, um, I think, in a, in the Telegram group, you know, it's a, it's a solid, pretty much proven championship side, most of it, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, anyone you were particularly looking forward to seeing out of that Swans 11, um, Joe? I was interested to see how Humphreys was going to play at the back more than anything. I've seen a lot of him for England, sort of in the age groups, but just not in senior football. So it was interesting one to see him. And again, someone like Jamal Lowe, is, yeah. who's yeah. been in the Premier League, and he sort of seems to have that Premier League athleticism that he's dropped down. Yeah, with. very much. Dave, you can probably do a crap for this first goal, can't you? Well, I don't know, really. It's crap. I think it's a crap free kick to begin with because I'm not sure he's much in it. I mean, the, well, we, our, our line, Dave, you can't hold a high line and then someone dummies the free kick. Everyone goes back yeah, it's another a good, three it's, feet it's and then point. another I'm, three feet. Yeah, I'm just not sure it's a free kick in the first place. It's a soft one, but look. I you know, defend ref, it, though, Dave. Yeah, 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 true. The ref was sort of a bit, um, how can I put it, in and out yesterday, let's say, to put Enough it mildly. Said. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> we kind of deal with it, don't we? Because we kind of win. We, we Taylor sort of wins the wins the cross, so we get the first challenge in. But unfortunately, he doesn't get enough on it. It sort of loops loops across the across the box really to um to low. And this is class from low, I think, because it's dropping. It's a dropping ball from quite a height, and he just kills it in one movement, gets it out of his feet, and just he doesn't cross his chips. It does it in a brilliant area, and and yeah, he's tough to defend. I think um, just evades. I think it's Hurst, perhaps um, Fulton's his man, maybe it just evades Hurst, and Fulton's got a free header just to flick it across slackly but you're right perhaps the second yeah we don't we just didn't really defend the the second ball there very well but it was so tightly in but the, kudos to Lowe there I think Lowe, Lowe does really well there actually keeps his head and puts a ball in a in a really good area 
Joe, Kieran McKenna is a football savant, PhD scientist. I'm not going to use the word genius, maybe someday down the line. If you asked him, why do we concede early goals so often? What would you think he would answer? Um, I don't think he'd be very happy with it because I don't think he'd probably think there's any underlying reason no. as to why we're doing it. It's just something that's happening at the moment. So I, I say we generally, when something is going badly, within a few weeks, he seems to have solved that problem, doesn't it? Like when you look at set pieces, for example, we weren't doing very well with them. Then all of a sudden we're scoring every other game of a set piece. So I imagine there's going to be some long hours put in, in the training ground so, over the next couple of weeks to work on sort of some of the defensive frailties we're showing. You're right, Joe, but a lot of these early goals have been, they're all different, aren't they? I mean, yesterday you were okay. That's didn't a good defend, point. Didn't defend a second. But Morgan Whitaker, well, we've already spoken about that. You ain't, sorry, you're not defending that. No. The one the other night, well, you know, it's just well, a Well, that was a mistake ball. by Williams, wasn't it? Cross, uh, Davis, Lee Davis, Dave me, Davis who just doesn't bad control trip. it and we get done. It's a great ball across the box. So, They've all been sort of quite different goals. Last, what well, can't recall last week's. No, no, last, well, last week's was a weird one as well. It was the guy, Bakuna, comes in off the left, scuffs his shot and just, um, well, perhaps a bit static. And Stansfield just nips in front of Atlanta and the defenders, doesn't he? But they're all quite different goals. But, you, Joe, you're right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, certainly, it's certainly a concern and certainly at, certainly at home. Well, what's the best thing you can do? I'm going to just move back off the mic here, Dave. When you're 1-0 down... Oh, now. I mean, what's a goal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we 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 sort of been building up, building up a little bit of a head of steam. I can't recall had we started to miss chances by then. I can't remember. And then we had the one where that again, again, a side hasn't hasn't really done their homework. Where Davis plays the free kick across the box, across the penalty spot, and Chaplin Chaplin makes his run, and and. Yeah, nine times out of ten, he sweeps those in, doesn't he? He sort of half, sort of catch it right, sort of scoops it, and that just goes over the bar. So I think that was only a minute, a couple of minutes before. I mean, this goal's just, <laughs> this goal's just insane, isn't it? I think it's, it starts with, I think Davis. I think David gets a ball wide left again, chips a ball into, not really driven cross, chips a ball, picks really Hurst out. We sort of on the edge of the box. Good awareness by Hurst. I think he then nods it back. I think to Morsey, I think Morsey and Chaplin exchange passes pretty much on the edge of the box. And Chapman just laid, Ch- it's Chaplin, it's, it's, it's great. Chaplin just plays a lovely weighted ball. And um, Taylor, I think, Taylor, is, Taylor, I think, started the move, actually, with the pass to Davis. Davis has then come in off the left. Holy shit, he just gets a ball, just gets a ball out of his feet and absolutely rifles it in, what, 30 yards, probably on an angle. It's beautiful. Big angle, Dave. Oh, so it's a great goal. Just scrapes the post as it goes in, not quite, pretty much in the top bin, not quite. But yeah, if, if we're categorising Thunder Bastards, that's a category one. Yeah, that's, oh. that's a category Definitely. It was was almost like when you've got a tennis ball and just a tennis racket, you just smash it. (laughs) Sort of an under underhand smash as hard as you can, isn't it? It just yeah. Sort of the technique is and like I say, I was right behind that goal, but just and the dip, the dip and everything on it. It's just yeah, it's I mean that was thirty got to be thirty yards, certainly twenty, twenty eight yards, thirty yards, definitely. So we know he came into Bobby Robson's suite afterwards. Um, Go on, Joe. if we're praising Kieran McKenna, Joe, do, um, is this as simple as, right, Jack, when you're near the goal, you can kick it really, really hard, can't mm. you? D- do that. Yeah? Kick it hard. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just said, oh, yeah, that, that was quite, that's sort of in my range. I like to shoot from that position. I'm, I'm, normally, wow. I'm normally pretty good at shooting from that position, so I thought I'd well, we have got- that sort of hit, but... It was quite an interesting little little 
interview with Chaplin afterwards. So they say, oh, you know, he does it in training all the time. And he says, no, he don't really shoot that much in training. <laughs> no, he just he saves it for match day. Fair wear play. out his poor old hamstrings. He, um, the ball that so that's hard. a couple he's got. I mean, the Wolves one, that was barring in. So that certainly qualifies. And I think, what's the other one we've got this season? Oh, yeah, Broadhead. Broadhead is against, <laughs> um, against Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's probably three we can we can put into that category so far. But what a strike. And it was just beautiful. I know I laugh and say, what a shape you made. But if you look at the still, he's got both feet off the ground. He's getting proper, proper velocity. Venom, in it, Ben? A lot of venom in that one, mate. What a goal. Venom. Um, Joe, take us up because the chances are now going to start to come thick and fast. Oh, and um, it could have been two, three, two, three, four. Talk about the chances. And I'm going to do something we should never do on this podcast. I didn't think Connor Chaplin was very good against Rotherham. So great to see him pop up with a goal. It was just a mad 10 minutes after that, wasn't it? Because <laughs> almost straight from the kickoff, they pass the ball back to the keeper and he misses it and it just goes past the post. And then from the corner, it comes over and does Burgess have a chance from there? Or no, yeah, is yeah, it Hurst? So. And Burgess. And then it sort of goes from there and then Clark has a shot, which he blazes sort of high and wide. Then they take... Oh, no, then the ball goes through and there's a lovely little bit of football in the midfield, sort of a string of good 10, 15 pass together. And Taylor then just does a lovely outside of the boot with a little bit of check on it for Chaplin to run on. And then Chaplin just, I don't know, he's sort of caught in two minds between passing or shooting. And he ends got up hit just... that right foot, is not he? Yeah, just sort of doing neither. And then yeah. from that goal kick, Hutchinson gets the ball off Humphreys and takes it in. And it's almost like, He's a goalie. He's got to come out. and He, he, he didn't know what to do because the keeper didn't come out and commit himself. He just stood on the line. So he kicked out him and they went back to Chaplin and Chaplin blazed over. And we, that was with all, this was all with, within about three minutes of each other. Probably in about 200 seconds, there was probably five good chances. And then right. I say, and there was an, there's another one after that as well where they're through, but it's effectively, it goes, it's a throw into the box, isn't it? Yeah, that Hurst, long throw into the box, Joe. Hurst just does well, holds it up and just, sort of gets a little flick to Chaplin. Chaplin's first to react and just takes off the defender's toe, doesn't he? And catches the keeper cold. But it was just... And then even from there, then Hutchinson is through again and tries to pass it to Broadhead. And oh, this was just... That was They insane, were playing this high one. line, weren't they? they would, I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if that one be disallowed because the, the line put his flag up for Hurst. Yes, he did. And then Hurst dummies the ball he lets it go through his legs and then they play on but it wouldn't have surprised me had they then gone back and disallowed that one had that gone in but they, they were just playing this high line and we were just well, Barnsley used to defend the halfway field. line with Duff last well, was, year didn't they there was one yeah, just they just didn't that. defend it though that was a problem they were just, just on the halfway before, line <laughs> there was one just before that when I think it was Morsey plays Chapman in what Chaplin Chapman again Chaplin in one-on-one and he's, he's clearly on side um, the lino gives it. Then you look across. You see McKenna going to going to check the um, going to check the laptop, and he's out giving the fourth official absolute pelters. So clearly that was onside as well. They were just all over the place. The, the Hutchinson chance was an interesting one because he almost takes it in too far, doesn't he? He almost takes it too close to the keeper. But as you said, Joe, the keeper does well because he just stands there. He doesn't do anything, does he? Um, Dave, just take us to half time. Do you think it would have got as loose? Do you- do you think it was a consequence of, you know, a couple of goals going in that just made it a really, really loose game? Oh, and by the way, just talk to me as well about uh, Chaplin and Cullen, because that's going to be important later as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, that was a, that, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think how that, how that started that one. I mean, it started, there was, a, that's right, it was, it was sort of like one, two with, was it Chaplin and, 
or was it Taylor and the Clark? Broadhead goes down easily. Broadhead sort of he? skips inside and just takes a touch by some man and goes down. The ones that you get a free kick for nine times. Out okay, of maybe the maybe that's the second phase of play because I know I, I saw it earlier. The ball kind of runs off. Plays a, um, Clark plays a one-two with it must have been Hutchison in, and the ball kind of he, he does, and the ball runs off. And I thought, why are they showing this? And then, of course, when the camera pans back, that's when it's all kicking off with Chaplin and um, Chaplin and, and and Cullen. So yeah, that was and there was a bit of it going all, all through the all through the game. It was a, just a little bit of an undercurrent there. It was all kicking off on a touchline as well. Because at times, Joe, you got to admit the the ref just lost it a bit. I mean, someone said it was his second game at that level. I'm not sure if that's true, but yeah, the ref. Yeah, he didn't have a grip at all at some 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 no. moments of that game, and he wasn't getting a lot of help from his linos well, because they do they do but, they? No, but I mean, even like the, the linesman was just getting stuff wrong, like yeah, yeah, in, no, our, in our yeah. favour and against us, for us and against us, mm. he was just getting things, but like massively wrong, like that mm. one, the chapter one, he was probably two yards on side. No, was it wasn't even it wasn't even close, and. No. So then all of a sudden that's getting the crowd furthermore on the officials back. So I think he was, like I say, he was losing control and mm-hmm. there's some bad decisions being made. So everyone was on him. Their fans were on him. Our fans were on him. And it was just a mad one. But it, it wouldn't, honestly, Ben, if it had been yeah, just five... Yeah, you did a half-time sum-up, Dave. If it had been a five-one at half-time, <laughs> they couldn't have complained. I mean, they were good chances. And they're the sort of chances where you think... Okay, Swansea after they scored and after we got on top and created all these chances didn't really create much. Well, I barely got out of that half, did they? For the re- for the rest of the half, I can't really recall anything. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously disappointing at conceding the first goal, but as brilliant as usual, you know, worked their way back in the game, got the got the stunning equaliser, and then you know took it on from there. As I said, if that had been, I say five, four or five at half time, given given the quality of those chances, they couldn't have complained at that. All right, Joe. A lot of um, lot of tears in the Ipswich Twitter feed after the um, maybe a couple of penalty shouts on um, Tuesday night. Was this a little bit of a softy? This one. Does this depend if you're in the in the ref sideline? What was your take on the on the penalty call for the Hurst goal? Was it well just before that though? Yeah, Clark had had a goal disallowed, and there didn't look anything wrong with that as well. And when yeah. you watch it back, it, the ref was just, I say, looking at it, and but the the. The foul on Taylor is clearly a foul. He like he gets dragged down. It, to me, it looks like it's outside the box, maybe mm. part of it, but it's right in front of the referee. It's four or five yards in front of him, and you're just dragging him down. And yeah, you don't always see those ones get given, but it was a blatant foul. And I think the way that they were marking at corners all game was like this. They were really over the top of it. And I, maybe someone had had a word with the ref at half time and got him to keep an eye on it. And that we got the goal just loud, and then we got that one back for the penalty. I'd. I don't know, but I thought it was. Uh, I say it's, it's a foul, isn't it? And George Hurst steps up as a new penalty taker, and I think, like I say, the keeper well, commits himself quite early. Penalties. Well, he missed the one against Barnsley, didn't he? So I know he then took the one against Exeter after that. But somebody in the Telegram group had spoke to Hurst, and he had confirmed he was on penalties. He is the penalty there taker at the moment. So there, but I thought his performance yesterday certainly deserved a goal. I thought he was superb. He was. And, and playing it, on a, the first time we sort of come up against a high line, isn't it? Giving him all that space to run in behind and really yeah. make a difference. The last two or three games when he's been up against a low block and he's having to battle a, and battle and not really, there's not really much there for him. But you sort of see him when he's got a bit of space to run into. And I thought, no, I thought he was excellent. Um, and he was. Dave, um, normally the that penalty does is the fifth penalty you take, isn't it? Not the not the first one because they've researched you going right and left, and you go. Down the middle, and Marcus Stewart explained that to us quite beautifully on the interview we did with him. But 
good penalty. I thought he could have got a bit more lift on that. Yeah, yeah, the Stuart, <laughs> yeah, the Stuart variety of those was a was a chip into the sort of top of the net, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was a bit. I mean, if he if he doesn't quite com- Rushworth doesn't quite commit so early, he saves that with his legs, don't he? But you know, um, calm enough penalty. I think there was a few of us where we were sitting thinking, oh, do we fancy? Do we fancy him? But <clears throat> fair play, yeah. As Romeo said, he was he was absolute beast yesterday and thoroughly thoroughly deserved his goal. He works he absolute nuts off, doesn't he? He was on for what virtually ninety minutes yesterday as well. So you know, obviously with a with obviously a break in mind now. So yeah, he is so so important to us such a crucial part of a part part of us now 100 percent um joe red card cullen as well davis finds himself in a lovely position doesn't he he's at, and he's ahead of him and cullen pretty cynically <laughs> brings him down really doesn't he you he, he can't really get the ball from that and it just seemed a mad tackle to take on on a yellow when you're already three one down you sort of think let him go and See if he trust your keeper, trust your other defender to try and do something with him because the ref had no option but to show him a yellow card for that. Hundred um, percent. So we do get to see um, Marcus Harness. We get to see the return of Wes Burns slightly before that. Luongo um, and Dame Scarlett, Ladapo, um, all get on the pitch ahead of the two week break. But fair play to Swansea, Dave, um, and. I mean, maybe you can give a, a similar sort of assessment that Joe did about early goals and a few late ones going in again. When we're this, sending- this is horrible, really, because we, we 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 got sloppy. We, we sloppy Burns came on. I thought did well. He looked he looks fit, which is great. You know, great to give Burns twenty minutes. He could have scored. He set up one or two chances. Scarlet probably should have scored. So one as if we went completely. You know, you, you see some, uh, you know, some people on social media basically saying that, um, oh, you know, we got lazy and a bit complacent. I don't really think we did. We were still creating chances. And Scarlett was really unlucky, I think, with a couple of those. He could have easier scored. Burns had one where the ball was basically passed um, across the box to him from, from their defender. And he just lost his head and blazed over him about 30 yards where he probably could have taken that on and played someone in one-on-one. So, but then... Then we got a bit sloppy in, in front of you. Obviously, in front of you, in front of me, Joe. Where um, someone plays like a chipped ball across the edge of the box to Burgess. It's an awkward one. It's not on the deck. It's an, like an awkward bouncing one, and he sort of controls it, but just tries to tries to play it back to Ladkey. He doesn't make good contact, and Lowe's in, isn't he? Lowe's, Lowe's in there, and he, he, he's not pretty good. Defenders converge on him. He tries to sort of bend it past Ladkey with his right foot. Quite a good save. He makes the save well. So then he thought, oh, you know, we got away from there. And that was probably on about 90 minutes. So it was about eight or, was eight or nine minutes time added on yesterday. It was a long injury um, nine, second half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so it gets to like 94. And again, we're, you know, we got over that. You think, okay, now settle down. Just keep the ball. And um, the ball sort of crossed, crossed across their box and it finds its way to, to low, wide, wide left. And it's just a bit lax, isn't it, really? Wolf and then I think, could take him out there. He could take him. So as as he gets control, all right, he's perhaps got a got a I'll say half a yard. He's got a little bit in front of Wolfenden. But I think Wolfenden can make the slide there and take him out on the touchline. He doesn't. He tries to, I think, shepherd him out. And Lowe's just got too much pace for him. You know, 94th minute. Lowe, Lowe's, I thought Lowe was sharp all day, actually. He's got too much pace for him. And he allows him to get around him. But at this time, he's made the box. So if he trips him there, it's a penalty. Well, red, probably not. I don't know. But anyway, it's because he's right tight to the byline and he's allowed to come in. Haladki, perhaps a bit static. Could he do more? But he just gets out. It's a good extra touch from It's a good extra touch from Lowe. I like like Lowe. I really thought he was good. 
Uh, but I think, I think Clark needs to help no, out no, no. with you on that one. I was coming yeah. to that joke. Clark was just sort of like jogging back. Clark's got a bust the cut in a straight line to anticipate to anticipate that um and basically cut that off you know as he as he you know doesn't really give him the opportunity so by the time if he does get round Wolford and on the byline Clark's there to defend the six yard box but he's kind of sort of jogging back really doesn't yeah I think he just I mean again Wolford and have a good game yesterday I think he just assumed that Wolford was probably not only going to tackle him but probably going to win the ball and come away with it probably as is his want but yeah it's a oh, it's annoying one and I, and I think I, again in this Chaplin interview afterwards he said yeah we just it was a kind of almost like we dropped two points, you know, we were so disappointed to lose that goal. And obviously the manager weren't happy about that. Yeah. Scruffy goal. And then virtually last kick of the game, um, the ball is, the ball is worked to our right. They just go flick back across the box and it's worked again to, to low Clark is Clark is too touch tight to him. And he just dummies Clark. He gets in a great position, great goalkeeping from Ladke because Lowe does the right thing. Doesn't he gets to the byline, cracks a ball across and um and fortunately Lackey drops on it, but yeah, it was just unnecessary, really. But and as some as people have said on the Telegram group, that happened at Sunderland as well. They they really you know we really looked worse after they got back to ten. I mean I know that can happen sometimes, but yeah, it shouldn't. Not at home. Not not when you're at home, it shouldn't happen. No, um, Joe, do you want to get into the summings up? And I totally agreed with what you said about the the context going in that you've drawn these two away games to get that win was just going to be absolutely vital with the with the two weeks coming and it's 12 undefeated now and I mean the points totals ungodly we weren't to know that Leicester were going to you know not score a point um we've put five on the board obviously since uh with our three games since they've done that but yeah sum up Swansea and just just talk big picture about how important the timing of that win was well I think you take the first 10 minutes of the game and the last 10 minutes of the game and it's almost like a nine out of ten performance for the rest of that other than probably a one mark off for some sort of profligate finishing really because that was a game that could have been anything we could have scored six seven goals in that I don't think that would have I think three two flattered them basically so we um, did that but you look at the if you sort of break the season down into this sort of five game period between the last international break and this one we've had three away games two home games and you've come out with more than two points a game and the form hasn't always we haven't always looked like we've been at our fluid best just because you, you just aren't at the championship. You, you can't be like that every game, every week. You're not going to play like you did against Hull or like we did for 18 minutes yesterday every week. And you look at it and you think, bloody hell, 11 points out of five games. What an incredible, incredible pickup. I think I was shouting return. at David Gamefer saying 11 and he, t- and he took one off, didn't he? I always bully him into changing well, you always it. Do. Yeah. You always make me feel bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I think, like, obviously, the, the two draws last week, I think they'll go down as probably decent draws now when you look at it exactly, because of yeah. what they've been followed up with. But had it been another draw yesterday, especially from where we were mm. in the game, I think everyone would have felt a bit flat with that and you'd be looking at the lead table, looking down rather than at the moment, you're sort of looking mm. up, really, aren't you? So I just, well, like I say, it's just a fantastic. This, this season you know just what... continues to defy logic, <laughs> um, expectation, ev- everything, really, doesn't it? Not, not going over the top. I think looking at we're only second by was it four goals? Probably are enough good chances there. We we might well have been top tonight. <laughs> Seriously, honestly, not, not, not far, Joe, not far off, was it really? You know, no, another four well, goals we've there, had really two not. or three goals there. Honestly, yeah, it's just in, just incredible because um, and you can sum up now, Dave. I, I was having a look. So if Leeds beat Rotherham, they're going ahead of everyone playing on the Friday night. Mm. They'll have thirty-four points from. 17 so they'd be at two points per game they would be top 
nicely, comfortably oh, top oh, yeah. most seasons, oh, wouldn't yeah. they, with that? It's got to be, it's got to be soul destroying, absolutely soul destroying. Now we just keep. I think they're okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think no. Obviously, I think well, yeah, yeah. But even so, yeah, it's um, it is just, just, just incredible. And as you said, it, quite rightly at the start, you know, so four teams. If we're saying there's four teams in the mix at the moment, putting Southampton into that, obviously we're in fourth. Um, if we were. If it was the other way around and we were eight points behind, you know, we were the team chasing leads, eight points behind in third or fourth. We'd have thought, what a season we're having. But this is just completely off the charts, isn't it? It's, yeah, well, yeah. Well, you look, you do enough. Crikey, you know, your, your championship stuff that you do. I mean, how are other clubs outside, perhaps, of Leeds perceiving it all? Are they well, just expecting it to, to blow at some point? Yeah. Do, do you remember? I always use this as an example. Do you remember when we had to cover... Norwich in 2018-19 going from 14th to first having got an unknown manager and a load of foreign players and you kind of go through these stages of denial then you put it down to luck and all that I'm seeing a lot of that how we're being oh they can't score worldies every week they can't win 3-2-4-2 every week so I'm seeing a lot of the a lot of the things that people say about good sides before they realised that. Because in the oh, end with that Norwich team, for example, we, we got to, I remember Joe texting me after a game I went to, they played in February. I don't know it's about bloody Norwich, but um, we all got to the point where it's like, no, they're just really good and they're, <laughs> and they're probably going to get promoted. So um, I'm, that, that would be my answer to that, Dave. I'm seeing a lot of the, oh, you, you know, you can't score worldies every week. And then you... Like I had a couple of bits on Twitter where I said, well, okay, here's the shot map and the XG. I don't, not, not, not sure we're winning because just, of a load of worldies. Just put me right on that though. So 1718, so that was 1718. When were they in the, pre, when were they last in the Premier League before then? Norwich. Um, yeah. A few seasons. Well, the season when they beat us in the playoffs, unfortunately. So, uh, 15, oh, yeah, so 14, 15. So, 15, so 16, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. So they just, so that season, they, they were a parachute team, effectively. No, it was the year after they year ran after. out. Okay. Yeah, Fine. it was the year yeah. after they ran out. But yeah. Um, yeah, but that was it. We've gone off on a tangent. But to, yeah. it's a good question, Dave. That's how we're being perceived. And what I'm Quite trying right. to do with these, uh, and I find it very flattering, Joe, that um, I don't want to sound like a snob, snobby Ipswich fan here. I find it very flattering how threatened um, three year one parachute teams with um, vast squads and gigantic wage bills and 500% of the broadcast money we've got. And I'm just kind of pointing out to them, look, in any universe, we're anywhere near you guys. You lot have failed, yeah, because you should be miles ahead of us. But look at what yeah, we're doing, Joe. It around. Yeah. And this is a thing like with last season in League One, where the talk was, oh, Ipswich are the big spenders, Sheffield Wednesday are the big spenders, Plymouth are keeping up with them and they're going. And and, I, and people say, no, oh, is it a failure if we don't go up? And it's like, it's not a failure, like last year, it's not a failure if you don't go up. If you get 90, like Sheffield Wednesday got 96 points. They haven't failed. They've just been incredibly unlucky. To, and, but they obviously went up through the playoffs. And it's like this year, if we can just keep going and keep going and you end up with 95 points, well, then the parachute teams that don't make it up, they haven't been bad. They just have been unlucky that they've caught a team which have got lightning in a bottle and been able to just yeah. make the most of it. And where... I think the difference between us and Norwich over the last decade, maybe even a, it's a bit longer, is whenever they've had half a chance to do something, oh yes, they've grabbed yeah. it with both hands. Where yeah. when we've had sort of a golden chance, we seem to just juggle it and drop it, and we 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 just haven't taken advantage of anything that's happened for us since 
until Kieran McKenna's come in. Yeah. And now, hopefully, he's the one that will help us become the team that has that ruthless streak at the end of it that can just, when when you, something is in reaching distance, you, you reach out and you grab it and you do it. So that's, yeah, that's all we can hope for, isn't it? I'd, I'd like to think we'll have a far more um, impressive transfer window than we did in 14-15 this time. Yeah, and... <laughs> You know, again, with our rivals... Um, the Freddie Sears, of course. <laughs> two of them are now getting their eight to ten million quid strikers fit, and I'm sure they're they're going to go um, they're going to go again as well. But yeah, yep. just absolute, absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, Joe, go on. We're also getting into the position now where we can gamble a bit more in January because things that had got quite tight, maybe FFP wise, but we're now in a position where we could go out and spend ten million if we wanted to in January because. We now know we've got players like someone like Leif Davis, for example, has stepped up. We've stepped up massively to the championship that he's going to be worth 20 million in the summer, something ridiculous like that. So we now are sort of proving that we've got the assets to sell that if we get a bit behind the eight ball FFP, if we go for it and don't go up, mm. we know we've got players in the squad that can fill that gap effectively. Mm. Well, Dave, Dave used the word um, ruthless. Um, I think we all probably know that Daniel Farker is we give him a tick for the ruthless box, but the other two managers don't have uh, promotions on their, on their CV. So, you know, who the hell knows? It's just, I'm uh, sorry. I know we're going off at a tangent. We've got to, we've got to get to the other bits, but you do just start to wonder the emotional energy and the capacity of this team to have basically run. It's going to be 18 months. We want them to at absolute, you know, sprint pace anyway. Yeah. Um, right, we'll, we'll get part on. Of, sorry, what I was saying about reaching out and grabbing opportunities. It's not just the team that haven't done it. It's the club that haven't done it. And there's a someone in the comments there is saying that you'll never have a start like this again. I think it's no. Liam there. So you yeah. have to you have to try and take advantage of it when you've got the opportunity to in January. Because ultimately, yeah. really, unless we have a total collapse across the next six weeks, we're going to be in the top two at the start of the January transfer window. Well, and unless we pick up like five points in eight games or something. And Joe, I don't, I don't want to happen. be a doomsayer, but I've covered the championship for long enough. You know exactly what happens to lightning in the bottle teams in a summer. Everyone buys all of their players for lots well, of money. Coventry and you last to, season. You have to yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have yeah, to yeah. completely rebuild the. Okay, you got a load of money, but then you might not have your manager and your three or four of your star players. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Right. Um, Itchery's Town women six nil snuck Ooh. in today away at uh, Northampton Town. Uh, brace for Lucy O'Brien, as sponsored by the Blue Monday podcast. Um, spoke to Rich on Telegram um, as a. Uh, Telegram exclusive Q&A. Rich is claiming an assist for that one. Um, Natasha Thomas, another brace. Sophie Prescott, Bonnie Horwood. Second round draw is tomorrow. Um, And guys, I mean, I know I normally look pretty dapper on the show, but if I pull that that way, can you see this is my We Are The Sports um, apparel here that we've been kindly um, donated. We're partnered up with, um, sorry, Where The Sport. Excuse me, for God's sake, I can't read wearthesport.com and that is i can't you can't do this looking you need to just look down at it with the reverse camera um that is rusa premiership on my on my lovely t-shirt you can get them on hoodies and um, hats and all sorts of good stuff uh, wearthesport.com use promo code dave blue monday i know you love a discount dave you get who doesn't 15. discount dave who doesn't 15% off if you use that code. Whoosh. So wheresport.com, type in Blue Monday and get your Rusa Premiership t-shirt as well. We're going to go to the rest of the championship after this. 
from our sponsors at Innovation Labs. I've done it! Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more to follow. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, um, we've got nothing to talk about coming ahead. So after we've done this, we should be able to get into a good bit of Q&A, guys. Um, as normal, I'll bang through these um, latest round of championship uh, results and you can pick out um, anything you really want to. Uh, Friday night, Blackburn 1, Preston 2. Filthy um, touch from Alan Brown for his goal in that game. Love that. Uh, Sunderland 3, Birmingham 1. Wayne Rooney, 1 point in five games. <laughs> The most Norwich thing to do in the world when you think they're um, wandering to disaster and their new sporting director is going to sack their manager is obviously to go and win away at Cardiff and come back with a late win there. 3-2 to Norwich. Uh, Coventry nil, Stoke nil. Uh, Liam Delap late goal. Hull um, one, Huddersfield nil. Huddersfield, hmm, yeah, doesn't smell good. Um, Leeds two, Plymouth one. Thought Leeds were going to cruise that one. Um, maybe just took the foot off the gas a little bit in the second half, but... Leeds, I believe, seven wins in eight. They are in fine form. Leicester lost for the second time um, in consecutive games there. Sam Greenwood, free kick. QPR nil, Bristol City nil. Welcome Liam Manning to the championship of this parish. Um, Joe Edwards of Millwall is the greatest manager of all time. Played one, won one, 4-4 against nil. Lovely away win there. Southampton two, West Brom one. They keep blooming winning as well, don't we? As we said, Earlier in the show, 
Saints top of the form table for the past eight games. Not Leeds, not Ipswich, not Leicester. Southampton, Watford five, Rotherham nil. And we are going there pretty soon. The ticket news was announced today. Joe, anything particular you want to talk about out of this weekend of championship football? Um, I guess Norwich is the obvious one, isn't it? Where they can take go their Cardiff have been on good form since we played them, really. And they've had all the... Um, the different Stuart Webbers left now. The new guys starting Monday. I think presumably starting to sack David Wagner on his first day. And so you do it at five past half. nine. <laughs> and now, and now they they win the game. And like Paul Hurst, maybe when he was here, as an mm. undeserved win down in South Wales. But I think they actually were played better than them, didn't they? So I think it's a. I think it's probably a good thing because I don't think David Wagner is a long term answer. So I think it's probably a, a good thing for Ipswich fans to see him still in post. Um, yeah, so yeah, keep your eyes on Carrow Road. There could be a manager out and in by the time they play again. Anything um, pricking your, uh, prick your whatever you prick your, ears, really, not, you? not, pricking your attention, really, Dave? Mix not, my yeah, not pre- yeah, not really. Big not prick? Much. Um, the um, the um, the sound, you sort of glossed over it a bit. The, the, the Greenwood free kick was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, wow. I think the Leeds fans like that because he's on loan from them as well, isn't he? It was a hell of a goal. But no, um, other than that, yeah, Watford sort of ominous. I think they're now undefeated about four or five, aren't they? So, you know, obviously, yeah. rather and not brilliant, as we know, on um, a lot different on their travels to what they are at home. So maybe not totally unexpected. But yeah, we're there in a, we're there in a few weeks as part of our December, part of our December run. But yeah. Um, no, not too much. Southampton nicked it late, didn't they? West Brom. I, I saw the highlights of that one. Got it back. Um, got it back to one-one. I think hit the bar. Hit the bar to make it to make it two-one at West to West Brom. And then uh, Armstrong got quite, quite a late, quite a late goal from close range. I think it looked like a Ryan Fraser assist. I think. Um, so yeah, look, they're going well, but to be to be totally expected, really. Yeah. I guess sorry, the Leicester as well, Ben. What have you thought of them when you've seen them? Because I've. I haven't been that impressed when I've watched them. And if you think against Leeds, I watched them against Leeds last week, and Leeds looked so much better with their sort of attacking patterns and things like that. And they, looking at the stats, they didn't really create a huge amount yesterday. They just seemed to rely on sort of Mavadidi and the other wing. I can't remember his name. They had McAteer, but it's not him anymore, is it? They've got somebody else. Yeah, those, yeah the one that hit the bar against Leeds. They just seem to rely on the individual quality from their sort of two well, wing players, don't they? And it's obviously they've had the results, and it's like, are the are the results regressing to their performance levels, or is it more that they haven't quite clicked yet and they are looking like they're going to click? I don't know. I, I'm struggling to get read on them because I, I don't think they're the best team in Championship history. Put it that way. No. Um, so it's kind of gone like that and back down again. So right at the start of the season with Leicester, I would have totally endorsed everything you said. I've only seen them in the flesh once, and that was the first game of the season. So. Um, oh. They were really lucky to beat. They got Gustavo Hamid for about 20 minutes against Coventry and could easily have lost. If Coventry had killed for us, they'd have, oh, no, they'd have won that game. I've done a couple of watch-alongs and they, they thrashed Southampton, but Southampton were at their hapless um, Russell Martin Open worse then. And then, Joe, I would have said, OK, they've, you know, they've, they've got it right now. It's all kind of clicking and off they go up to their 9,500 points or whatever. I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe these last two games will put them back on their back on their heels a little bit. Couple, I think there's a couple of easy games straight after the break. Yeah, Wednesday right. And... I just just think they've got such good. You know, I, Leicester are not like a normal team that gets relegated from the 
from the Premier League. You know, a lot of those are circling the drain for a long time. Leicester finished fifth twice in the last Eight, five years yeah. in the Premier League. This is not Burnley circling. I know Burnley were brilliant, but do, do you know what I'm saying? And they brought down some real quality. And um, yeah, to your point, I think they, if they're half well coached, um, they're going to pick up a load of points. Um, Dave, we would have just dreamed this. I always think of the podcast in phases. There's phase one, the circle in the drain, to use a phrase I just used, the league one years and then the Kieran McKenna era. We would have killed for a league table that looked like that. And I mean, I know I opened the show with it, Dave, but just extraordinary. And everyone's saying, look, three parachute teams, a year one parachute teams and an Ipswich up there. How, how proud does that make you feel? Dave? No, it's fantastic, Ben. It really is, isn't it? It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think we did. I think we, we did we not. I think we've covered this before. Did we not go top the Ryan Fraser season briefly after about three or four games like with a winner with a winner yeah. Preston? Well, even so, even so. But no, this is yeah, this is just unprecedented, isn't it? And it's just just absolutely brilliant, brilliant to see. And look. Uh, and you know we were tipped quite you know the pundits did tip us quite quite strongly at the start of the season but even you know that was for promotion for goodness sake so playoffs maybe they couldn't no one could have envisaged this start no one at all well no, no matter they, how much you no matter how much you tip somebody you don't expect them to have 39 points after 16 no, games do you no chance even if you you know they've got no, quality, that's, that's you know they're going to do well that's half of 78 points which i think <laughs> is we all think we'd, it's, that's oh, nine yeah. years out of ten that gets you in the playoffs, Joe, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely crazy stuff. Absolutely stunning. Right. Uh, get your questions in, guys, in the chat. We've got a good run at this. Obviously, there'll be no preview show because we're in international break. We might do something over on Telegram. So do feel free to come and join us over on Telegram. You get a uh, free trial beforehand and we love the community over there and the community really comes together over at the national break when we've got no blooming football to watch and nothing better to do than just chat in the um, telegrams so do get involved over there and while i'm here plugging 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 we really appreciate your comments we would love you to just hit the thumbs up button if you're watching the video live here on youtube that really really helps us out what helps me out guys is if you put a question in stick a little cue before it and a question mark afterwards and i will find it I'll ask one of these guys. I'll say it every week and be ignored. Nice, quick answers, please, gentlemen. And, um, yeah, where should we go here? Um, Dan, what's the optimum time, Dave, for Morsi to pick up his 10th yellow? Uh, the Leicester home game. How many has he got now? Seven Six or seven, isn't it? Six, yeah. Seven! Seven! What, so, what, is, is, Dan, is Dan almost considering that game as a free... Oh, oh! The optimum time to pick. Oh, he'd pick up his tenth yellow at the Leicester game. Um, I can't think of the games we've got coming up after that. Stoke away is it New Year's Day? Is it Stoke away in there somewhere? Um, yeah, doesn't he have form for getting Black, nine? Blackburn at home, staying on, on nine. Yeah? Blackburn, no, he absolutely has. He has. He has form for. Um, you know, this is almost. He normally needs to get to nine, and then we'll really see the. We'll really see the true Morsey. So. Um, yeah, let's not try. Let's not try and think that. But you'll think it, it, there will be ten. There will be another three at some point. But yeah, let's hope that's um, a lot further down the line, Dan. Right, I'm going to answer this one from Philip. Does McKenna go out and buy another striker in January, or does he stick with the current Ooh. squad? I agree with exactly what the two lads said. He kind of has to now because you're in this golden position now, where if you don't, and a year down the line. Leif Davis isn't here anymore or Kieran McKenna's not here anymore. You oh, just re- stop it. 
you know, you just regret that moment. So yeah, I would, I would think. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you guys. I'm not totally. I've got total confidence in Ladapo as a a totally effective replacement for Hurst. Dave, from a a strategic from a strategic point of view, now at the start of the season. Because um, we know promote not to get all technical about this. Promotion bonuses are not included in your FFP calculation. So what we've seen is the parachute teams load up and um, they'll pay literally twenty million quid out of promotion bonuses, knowing there's hundred million coming in next season. Mm. It's all very well at the start of the season. Someone saying, "Come to us on loan, and we'll give you half a million quid if we get promoted." Mm. Ipswich can now do that in mm. January with a very yeah. serious. So someone coming on a short term. You know, FFP then becomes less of an issue because you can weight a lot of the money into a promotion bonus afterwards, which everybody has has done. And you know, maybe you can attract a really, you know, we've seen sort of Cameron Archer going to um, various places halfway through. A, I know it's not not him specifically, but you can really. I mean, for God's sake, Mitrovic was that was how he started at Fulham a January yeah, loan, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. um, and, but also question. you were now in the position as well, which you, you'll know more about than. We do, Ben, where championship clubs who have got good players on loan from the Premier League, that their Premier League team might want to take them from there and give them to another they bump team. Them up, we, don't they? We, yeah, are yeah. Now the, we are now the team that can be bumped up to. Even if someone like Hull drop off and you say, actually, well, we'll take Scott Twine or Liam Delap back and put them at Ipswich because they're going to be at the top of the league or someone like that. That was exactly my point. He's a he's a player. He he would fit the mould. Liam Delap definitely. Wow. Okay. Well, Hull might be a, a little bit. Too oh no 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 no! I yeah. totally agree, and no disrespect uh, to Hull, but yeah, that that type of player. I'm saying yeah. Oh, absolutely. and Joe is totally right, and, and yeah. Conor Gallagher is the one who's now playing yes. first team for Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. Was it Maybe Charlton? Charlton? Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. bumped to Swansea. Charlton yeah. got relegated after he left, and <laughs> I remember Reese Norrington Davis. Although that didn't end very well for him because. I think Luton actually ended up finishing higher than Stoke when he jumped. <laughs> but yeah, Joe's totally right, actually, when yeah. those brutal Premier League clubs rehouse their players. Um, uh, Dave, is it? No, it's Joe's question. Sorry. Uh, how much of Lee Davis's contribution is innate ability? How much is it down to the system we play and his role? Would Leaf Davis, I don't know, uh, be as successful in a team that did not play the same way as KM? Well, one Joe. thing sort of that jumped out at me. Connor Chaplin did a pitch walk interview of Andy Warren on town TV. And they were talking about set pieces. And he said, basically Charlie Turnbull designs us up these set pieces every week. And he designed us this one up, which was the one that resulted in Harry Clark's goal. <coughs> so, excuse me. He designed the one up where Chaplin scored the goal against, oh, was it Preston the other week? And it's like, so you, obviously you need to design these set pieces up, but you also need a player who can put the ball on a, a different sixpence in the box, depending on what you've with new agreed. instructions every with, single week. Yeah, and week. it's like you've you've got to land a ball on Harry Clark's head when he's peeling off to the backstop. You've got to land a ball on Connor Chaplin's foot when he's doing that. So, sort of forgetting the open sort of play side of it, just having that absolute, almost like that sheer level of set pieces, and it's like, is there a better set piece taker in the championship than him? Well, the numbers would probably suggest no at the moment. And Silver Thomas, possibly. Yeah, really maybe. Good. He, he takes but, he's, but a lot of that is because he's got free kicks as well. So that shows on that where this is all just corners and deliveries, isn't it? As opposed to actual shooting, isn't it? So mm. he's got that quality. But yeah, no, the, the, the team is set up to showcase his talents, but yeah. he's still got to take advantage of it when he gets the opportunities and is doing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've, we've, this has come up on the pod a few times over the years, hasn't it? We've always said you set your team up to 
remember that? I know we talk about Thierry Henry and Arsene Wenger, but they set the whole thing up. The whole plan was so Thierry Henry was on the halfway line on the left wing with no one marking him, wasn't it? That was the whole <laughs> the whole game plan. But we, yeah, Lee Davis, Thierry Henry. Um, Ashley, Dave, are we at the stage of Taylor being more of a regular starter over Luongo? I don't know what your answer is going to be, Dave, but surely we're at the closest to that we've ever been, whether you think he is or not. Yes, I think so. Again, I think with, with McKenna, it will be horses for courses. But, you know, with certainly one eye on... Uh, Luongo potentially disappearing with Australia um, in the new year, then you would certainly think you would certainly think so. And um, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, West Brom away, different. It will be a different game to what it obviously to what it to what it was yesterday, obviously. But um, yeah, I I think it'd be very unfortunate to not get a start against West Brom, for instance. So yeah, a bit like I think with. We'll see with Burgess, perhaps Twinsaby between now and the new year that yeah, Twinsaby will get more starts because again there's one eye on on Burgess also disappearing as well. So yeah. Taylor Taylor, I thought deservedly, Joe, you know, he was man of the match, deservedly man of the match. I thought he was outstanding yesterday. And um yeah, can only get confidence from that. And yeah, I fully expect him to start against West Brom. So I'm just scrolling my phone. For those listening on audio, it's eight fifty-five. The Mail are reporting that Matt Taylor out of Rotherham is close. Um, someone's just said that, that early today, and I think I think the yeah. local the local journals have said Sacked. it's not the case. Okay, okay, we'll okay. We'll, we'll say no more on that. But that's a potential um, international break graveyard um, business there. Uh, Paul, Joe, uh, with Afcon and no more international breaks until March. Excuse me. Uh, we'll test the strength and depth of the squad as we have looked leggy in some games up to now. Concerned, I suppose you'd have to be a bit, wouldn't you, Joe? Yeah, but I, I think that we're already taking steps to eradicate that, aren't we, by the resting and the rotation. And when you when you look at how we fared in the second half of last season, I think you've just got to trust the performance team that everyone's going to be up to speed for that for the business end of the season. And yeah. whilst a couple of players are looking leggy, we do obviously a few players go off, but we have got a two week break now to get everyone back. It's probably been like Wes Burns has had a good rest where obviously he's had a shoulder injury, but sort of aerobically that probably hasn't pushed him back too far because he'd, he'd have been able to still keep himself fit on that. It's not, it's not like a knee injury where you can't do your running is it or anything like that. So that's probably going to help him. And it also means he's not going to wear Wales for the next two weeks. So that that's, that's good. Like I said, it's, it's I guess part of the problem that your players going away internationally when you want them just sitting there with their feet up, but no, the, the squad's in good shape. Um, I'm going to take this one from AD. Not sure if this question has been asked before. Have we overestimated the quality of the championship, bearing in mind where we are in the table? Um, it's a great question, AD. Obviously I'm going to defend our analysis because it's our analysis. Um, I don't think we have, I think the understanding that certainly we discuss around the pod of the championship in terms of hierarchy and finances is that what you do not want to happen is all three year one parachute teams to all have their ducks in a row. Normally by now, one of them's crapped the bed and sacked their manager and they're planning for next season. That's not happened this season. Also, what we got in the Premier League last season was all three newly promoted clubs stayed up. So we didn't get a bouncer comes back down, which can sometimes, you know, kind of lessen the quality a little bit in that respect. We have always said, though, beneath that, in the championship, 
and Huddersfield under Corberon, uh, Luton and Coventry last season have all proved this. Beneath the richest teams, over a 46-game slog with three-game weeks, the best organised with the best muscle memory can get into the playoffs. So I I think we've been fairly on it, I would I would say, without breaking our arms, slapping ourselves on the back. But as Joe has said, not to the point where we think we'd have 39 bloody points after a third of the season. So, no, it's, it's a great question, but I would like to think uh, we've been across it and... We, it might be wrong place, wrong time with three year one parachute teams all scoring 90 points or something, but um, we are very, very good. Um, a couple, uh, another one there about Luongo Taylor. I think we've kind of uh, covered that. Um, name names, Dave. Who can we sign as a Hurst like player? Can I uh, add to that though, Dave? Go on, Dave. Would you, would you actually want a Hurst like player? Would you want some more? Variety, because Kieran McKenna was talking about variety in one of his presses the other day. Yeah, I think yeah, I kind of, but he, he is really. He's just, he's just such a. I mean, someone referred to him, and I've said before, beast mode, and he's certainly in beast mode yesterday. He is just such a focal point for us now, isn't he? He's such an important. His physicality and he's all around. I think his touch. You can see they've worked on him. His touch has improved. Um, all he's probably missing from that from that role is perhaps he is a little bit, you know, a penalty aside yesterday. I think it was only his fourth of the season. He's probably just just short of goals. Although playing, playing in that sort of thankless position he does, he doesn't really, you know, these clear-cut chances don't don't find him. He's just, you know, either, either deep or out wide. They just, you know, don't find him. Um, but a player similar, yeah, a player in the similar ilk, as I said earlier, to like Liam Delap or someone like that. But Hurst is quite... Obviously, unique in 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 what he does and what he does for the team. So, yeah, a, a like for like replacement, I think, is going to be pretty tough, pretty tough, or it's going to be pretty expensive. That's for sure. Um, Steve, I'll answer this one. Is this international break a good thing or not for us? I think our manager is really, really clever. So, I think it's a good thing, and I think he'll use it very, very cleverly and have the next right the way up to the FA Cup. I think will be planned within an inch of its life obviously you'll get you get injuries you get suspensions or what have you um but no i think i think it's a good time as much as we hate the two weeks without football it's a good time to there's good time on, to stop on that as well ben there was um when we talk about this international break here and you talk about planning everything with an inch of its life we've obviously had the issue where we went to rotherham on the friday night the game was cancelled and then we've had to fit in that midweek game at like two weeks notice and in the post-match press yesterday McKenna did mention that two times about having to go up to Rotherham twice yeah. and do that so I think that sort of backs backs up the sort of how about everything was so planned and that's we've had to adapt on the hoof to that and sort of carry yeah. on there and still get 11 points from your five games this break yeah mental um Colin Jay do you think um Axel to Anzabi will play at West Brom that's the first game back the Sky game isn't it yeah, potentially because Burgess is away yeah. with Australia for two weeks, isn't he? I think they've got a two friendlies, haven't they? One away at Palestine, but I think it's at a neutral venue. Otherwise, that would have been a bit ropey for him. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me all that travelling to come back. Both him and Luongo don't yes. start the first game back, and I say that that's that's part of part of the game. They they want to represent their country, but it is going to potentially hamper their club their club careers. Yep. 
Um, Richard of our own parish, Chaplin joins Birds and Morsi on 100 um, Town League appearance. Paul Kirk wasn't all bad. We have mentioned this a few times that, um, it, well, okay, our, the, the Luke Chambers live interview was revealing, let's just say, and I'll, I'll say no more. That can be for the people who were in the room at the time. But um, the great recruitment did start under him, Dave, didn't it? To be that fair, it did. It did. Um... Yeah, it really did. And on on a on the sort of mention of a hundred and a century, I think the next game West Brom away will be Kieran McKenna's hundredth game in League and Cup. <laughs> His win percentage must be ungodly, mustn't it? I, 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 I did it. Someone posted it. Someone posted it. Yeah. So yeah, League, give me sixty if he beats played eighty five, one fifty one, drawn twenty three, lost nine. Um, Man. hang on, this is more impressive. Four hundred and sixty six away, sixty eight. <laughs> plus 100 goal difference in 85 games oh mate um, I mean, sorry, look just... at goals scored in the in the division we're like no one else has scored 30 we're, we're 36 I don't think anyone else has scored 30 incredible uh, great question this one uh, Joe Norman hypothetically let's say we oh. get promoted we're just having fun Leeds fans Wowzers. Leicester fans um, it's a great question what current yeah. players do you think would be in the starting eleven? Of the first game next season, should we go around and say one each? Because um, if we go up, we get to keep Leif Davis. So I'll say him, Joe. Oh, um, cop out. <laughs> Vaslav Hladky. Just been so oh, good, I love hasn't it. he? <laughs> oh, um, Morsi? Yeah, I'll go, I'll, if, I'll go with Wolf and then. Uh, Morsi, surely? Yeah, Chappers. Yeah. No, Broadhead, I'll say. You may as well ride it out if they've gone um, if they've gone so far through. Um, David in the chat, thank you so so much. A ten euro um, super sticker um, from David. Thank you very very much for your support. Um, let's do one more here. Da, 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 da. Should we talk about Brandon Williams? Um, let's not do it via a question. Obviously, you can see we've been very very careful with with this because um, we don't like to give credence to. Rumours because we will literally get sued and we don't want to do that. Um, so, Joe, um, as carefully as you can, lots of stuff swirling about um, Brandon Williams. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, I think it was asked after the game where he was yesterday. Bear in mind, there's a lot of this talk of what's going on, but he was on the bench on Tuesday mm. and there was talk saying it had happened what what had happened had happened before then so i I do think and i keep hearing the same things but it it feels very chinese whispers to me because i keep Mm. hearing different dates different things here and phil ham twtd who's as reliable as they come has poo-pooed the rumors on the forum and mckenna's come out and said that he was ill and generally mckenna's been very very honest with everything since he's been in charge at the club so whether it's whether he'd have said it's an internal disciplinary matter. He wouldn't be drawn. But I think the fact he said he's ill gives me confidence that the that he is ill yeah. and that's what's happened. And McKenna's honest and we'll see where we are come the other side of the break because obviously he's been a fantastic signing for us. So it'd be great to see him back in the team and sort of help helping us get promoted. Yeah. Do you want, do you want yeah, anything yeah. of that hot potato, Dave? <laughs> no, absolutely. Totally, <laughs> totally agree with. Um, totally agree with Joe. You know, I fully expected him to, as he was as he was on the bench the other night, like yourself, Ben. I fully expected him to, to be on the be on the team sheet yesterday. So, oh, okay. And then, oh, actually, not in the squad. And then, of course, you hear all these rumours and stuff like that. You think, oh no, you know. But Dave, I watched his I watched his warm up 
at Rotherham. And I was like, you're not coming on tonight, are you? Oh, really? Okay, well, there you go. He pinged a few shots. Um, yeah. at, you know they put the spare goal up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't. It didn't look all that um, intense. I have to say. So I think he knew he had the night off. Mm. Um, okay. Well, look, as, as Joe said, look, let's hope there's nothing in it. Let's, let's, let's hope he's over what he what he had, what illness he had, or whatever, and he's fighting fit for the, um, you know, for the next game. And just to, um, just to sort of go on to get more about us, there's been a lot of illness in the camp in this. Bit between the last international break, and we've still picked up eleven points for five games. As I'll say for the yeah, I we got in the last five games. Yeah. <laughs> could, be, could be one more in between ten and twelve, isn't it? Um, All these mitigating broad, facts. You I just remember what, these. I don't know about you guys. Broadhead doesn't look totally at it to me. Did you think, Joe? No, he was very in and out of the game, wasn't he yesterday? Yeah, he doesn't look totally over what he had. I don't think. No. Mm. Um, let's just uh, thank you guys for all your questions. Um, amazing stuff as ever. Um, let me just rumble up to Christmas. And I remember doing the oh, pre-season yeah. shows and we were incredibly worried about this run of games. So uh, we come back straight into a three-game week. It's Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, West Brom away. But... Then you've got Millwall, that'll only be Joe Edwards' third game, and Coventry, who are not at it at all as back-to-back home games. Then you go to this three-game week of Middlesbrough away, Watford away, Norwich at home. That is going to be an emotional week. And then Leeds away to take us to Christmas. Uh, Dave... (laughs) How many how many games is that? Six is that? That five. is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> um, okay. Dave's about to say the number fourteen. <laughs> and I'm so down games, and I, reckon, I reckon we'll get well twenty-two points. No, um, so um, yeah, West Brom away. Yeah, not gonna be not gonna be easy. Let's put that to one side. Those two home games are very winnable, aren't they? You would think. Millwall, although Millwall still had a really good win, albeit Sheffield Wednesday yesterday, and he's still going to be new. So you'd think those two home games are winnable. Well, Middlesbrough away, beat Leicester will, yesterday. What I will say, Dave, that would be a really good match, Carrick against McKenna. That'd be really good. Oh, yeah, no, that, that you're right. You're right. Um, Watford away as well, hit some form, and then, oh, we don't even want to talk about the next game, do we, for Christ's sake? Um, yeah, I, I mean, blimey, 3-6, so I don't know. I mean, mate, if we can if we can come out of those of those section of games with anything more than ten points, I think we'd probably still be in a really really good position. Oh so, yeah, that would be. So if it was ten points, what we got? If you got thirteen, if you got thirteen in that, you'd be. Oh, I mean, oh that's my God. You'd be fifty at the halfway stage of the season, wouldn't you? That would be incredible, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I reckon any any if we can get ten or more, we're still going to be in a really really good position, aren't we? Really good. Well, What's your take? Because, I mean, look, we did this before the season and I had exactly the same sicky feeling in my in well, my stomach. Caveat, caveat, just let's make sure that three of those are in December the 16th, please. Please. Oh, but Dave, when you're in a promotion <laughs> please, race... Please, please, please. You, but you've got to... I, look, I want to beat them as much as anybody else does. I know you take, does. take the points where you can, yeah. You okay, take the yeah. points where you can. Yeah, There's I know, I know. loads of I wins know. around that. Yeah, uh, Joe, no, what's, what's your take on a monstrous run up to Christmas. We, you, that, that's going to take us to the halfway point of the season. Like I say, you pick up 
10 points, you're on 49 points at the halfway point of the season, aren't you? <laughs> Which is incredible. Yeah. So, so I, I think, I think... That's, that's 23 games. If we played, I will have played Leeds twice, but not Leicester once. That's weird, yeah. isn't it? And then you played Leicester twice in about four weeks. Yeah, that's that yeah. weird fixture, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think we're in a, well, Oof. like I say, I think we could be sitting here at that stage and oh, can't believe we managed to pick up 15 points in that in that, in that run there and all of a sudden we look at the table and we're still up there but we're going oh, to need to we're going to need to keep keep going aren't we just look at the next spell of games Leicester have got um what Watford is it yeah I think Leicester have got Watford that day next next time next game up yeah and Leeds are at Rotherham look it's a it's a long old run through, but yeah, certainly it would be it would be nice to um, at least have some sense of um, of gap. Maybe can you defend that eight point that gap is. over those um, over those um, seven oh, days? I know, can, oh, I know a lot of my Leeds correspondents are targeting December the twenty third as the as the overtake, um, which yeah would be um, not the one just going into Christmas, but. You know, what a conversation to be having, though. Hey, guys. Um, right. I think we are just about there. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Blue Monday podcast. Normal plug, subscribe on um, YouTube and follow on Twitter and all of that good stuff. Join up with the Telegram group and we should have something extra for you over there. Um, last words, uh, Joe, going into um, the international break. Put your feet up and enjoy it, fans, because we're going to need you the other side of it. Yeah. Amen. Uh, David? Yeah, same as same as Joe. And can I just say a very quick hello to uh, to my old friend Mark, Mark Wall? Of course you can, yeah. Um, and as Joe has just said, um, stick your feet up. There's two weeks of – and just remember where we were and where we are now, and I'll repeat what our – um, uh, statistical guru Chris has told us in the Telegram group, nobody in the last 10 years of the championship has had more points than little old League One promotion team, Ipswich Town. This has been the Blue Monday podcast. Thank you for watching. See you again very soon. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.